Love you, Sarah and Lexi. Thanks for that. I, um, you know, I want to give a little bit of encouragement. There's so many things going through my head. I, I was just reminded of when Sarah was a little kid, our kids used to say that I would line them up on the couch and preach to them. I still don't know that that's true. I don't remember that. <laughs> kids have memory that uh, seems to be better than the parents when it comes to remembering certain things. Parents want to, I know I was a parent that wanted to forget some things I did. But anyway, I felt like I was the kid there for a minute uh, as Sarah was preaching away and, and sharing, and it felt good. I don't know how much she got out of what I said to her when she was sitting on the couch as a kid, but that was good. And then those of you that are kind of anti-mask people, I want to tell you, man, there's so many advantages, like in a setting like this, unless you got one of those clear masks, but just, you know, you can yawn. Like when I'm speaking, you can yawn. Nobody knows it. You can stick your tongue out at me. I would not know that unless you really stuck your tongue out really far. So it's not all bad, those of you that are anti-mask kind of people. But uh, So enjoy. Stick your tongue out. Stick away. Kids, you didn't hear that. That's not what we want to do. Too late. Great. Yeah. I know. So we're back. Uh, I, I promised you last week that we would continue on in this um, talking about listening to the Holy Spirit. I want to jump back uh, into the scripture we read in Acts 16, and this is what the scripture says. Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. And when they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went to Troas. During that night, Paul had a vision of a man or a dream. Some translations say Paul had a dream or a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once and left for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So uh, we, we said a, a big question for all of us on every day, um, and maybe one of the most important things for any of us is how well we listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and how important that is for our life. But the question is, will I allow the Holy Spirit to lead me today? And I don't know if you have asked that question in one way or another. It doesn't have to be exactly that question, but somehow have you opened yourself up to the leading of the Holy Spirit? That is a really, really critical question in our lives um, as believers, as Christ followers. In Proverbs 3, 5, Um, The scripture says this, it says, to trust in the Lord with all of your heart, lean not on your own understanding, acknowledge the Lord in all of your ways, and God will make your path straight. So you've got this situation where there's voices. We talked about voices that uh, there are manipulating voices, there are voices that speak to us, um, and they try to manipulate us uh, in maybe the ways of the world, maybe into just the gravitational pull away from God. So how do we clearly or how can we practice more and more listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit and living into that? If God's desire is to bless our life, if God 
if God has created each one of us to care for us, and no one cares for us more than God does, even you don't care for yourself the way God cares for you, how critical is it for us to hear the voice of God's Spirit, right? So think about it this way. The voice, listening to the voice of God's Spirit is kind of like we all have the same amount of muscles, but some of us develop those muscles more than others. Hearing the voice of God is like developing, working out your muscles for the leading of God in your life. And the more you pay attention to it and the more you exercise listening, the more you try to be keen on what God's speaking, the stronger and more discerning and more acutely aware of God's will for your life you can become and I can become. So there's ways throughout Scripture and throughout history that God clearly speaks. And I want to give you a handful of those. I'm not going to get into a lot of detail around most of them, just a few of them. And this is not an exhausted list. But there are primary ways that we see that God speaks by His Spirit and how God leads. Again, this is not an exhaustive list. But the first thing is God's, is just Scripture. It's God's Word to us. The scripture tells us in Hebrews 4 that the word of God is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the intents of our hearts. So God does amazing things in our life. So when it comes to scripture and it comes to hearing from God, this is a critical tool of how God changes us and how God directs us. In Psalm 119, most of you know this portion of Scripture, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Another way that God leads us and speaks to us is simply through our desire. Each one of us, God places desire in us. Now, you might say, well, desire can be really bad, and that is true. But what I'm talking about is the desire that comes from delighting ourselves in our relationship with God. Psalm 37, 4 says, delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. What happens is when we, when we seek first the kingdom of God and God's righteousness, that all of those other things that we get so worried about in life begin to fall into place according to God's will because our desire lines up with God's kingdom desire. So your desire is really important. God leads you. God leads me in our desire because when our desire is in line with delighting ourselves in God. Then God, we saw that in the scripture that God leads through dreams or visions. The scripture tells us in Acts 2, this beautiful portion of scripture, it says, in the last days, which we are in the last days, we just don't know how last of the last the days are, but this is the last days, right? In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Everyone say all people. So that's all of us, right? Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will, will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. So if you're having dreams, you know you're old. No, that's really not what this is saying. What this is, is it's a scripture of inclusion. When this prophecy was put forth in Joel in, in the first place, and it's a, it's a repetition of that here in Acts chapter 2, a reminder for everyone, basically it's all men and all women, whether you're young, whether you're old, God speaks. God speaks to us through dreams and visions 
And he, he, he calls us to prophesy. God speaks through creation. That God's first Bible was creation, and God still speaks powerfully through creation. That's why some of us so resonate, maybe all of us at some level, resonate with certain types of environments. Maybe for you it's walking on a seashore, or maybe it's seeing mountains, or being in the woods. Whatever it is, you just seem to be able to hear God's voice in that. God speaks to you through creation, and it's no mistake some of you love, you're about some hunting season's about to start up, deer hunting season. Some of you love that. Part of the reason you may be so attracted to it is because what God is doing in your spirit when you're out there in the wilderness, it's more than just a hunt. God speaks through doors, not just closed doors, but also open doors. We talked about closed and open doors a couple of months ago. You can go back and check that out. But Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 16, 9, he says, But I will stay on at Ephesus until Pentecost, because a great door of effective work has opened for me, and there are many who oppose me. I love this scripture because he says, there's this great door that's open, and then he talks about being opposed. So the opposition doesn't stop him because he senses the open door of God. So have you ever had those situations where it just seemed like you couldn't get the door open? Maybe it was God because God had a different way for you. Or the door, the door flew open. In the midst of resistance, you sensed this open door and you went through it. That's God's ability to speak to us by his spirit through open and closed doors. God speaks to us through people. He can speak to us prophetically or give us just a sense or a word of wisdom and knowledge. Claire and I have never lived in a home that we didn't get some kind of prophetic confirmation from somebody else about the home that we moved into. Every place that we have lived, somehow God used a person or people to confirm that through something that was going on in our own lives. God speaks through promptings. God speaks through your senses. Like, did you ever get a sense? You walked into a room and you just had a sense that things weren't good. This is just bad. And you felt like you needed to leave. God's Spirit can do that in you. It's, some of you would call that a check or, or, a, or just a, a, a halt on something. Um, that God speaks to us through that. Isaiah says it this way. says, when... Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. It's just a sense that God can give us. Or it could be a sense of destiny. Like you were in a situation, it's like, you know what? I just feel like God's hand is all over this. Now I'm saying all these things just so that we would be more trusting of that. That God does powerful things in our lives. God speaks through circumstances and seasons. God is speaking right now as you were coming into church and it was snowing. There were many communications more than just drive better. God speaks through seasons, winter, summer, fall. We know that, right? Spring. Speaks through our senses. I already said that. God speaks through pain. Jaquiel just sang about this, that God speaks through pain. In the midst of pain, we can sense God. I love what Job says. He says, I still have this consolation. In the midst of all of the pain and suffering Job was experiencing, this is what he says at one point. He says, I would still have this consolation 
and it is my joy in unrelenting pain that I had not denied the words of God, that God was with him, and he, no one could take that away in the midst of the pain. God was speaking that he could be full of joy and that God had not left him. A couple more. God speaks through the supernatural, and I just want to give you a little couple, couple details on this. There is always, you might want to write this down, there is always a message in the miraculous. Now, some of you may say, I've never experienced a miracle, but just trust me in this. It shows up in Scripture constantly. What happens is manifestations of the supernatural happen in and around us at times, and we think that that's all that it's about. And I, I just put before you that God always, always has a message in the miraculous, always has a message in the manifestation. Last week, if you were here, Lavinia got, gave a testimony about being healed. It's, it's the story of there's more than are just being healed. God's doing something else, not only in Lavinia, but also in the fact that we heard that testimony. In the scripture, Jesus at one point sends off, there's 10 lepers come to him, and he sends them to the priest to be healed, right? And as the scripture says, as they're going to the priest, in obedience to some Old Testament theology that was going on, in in obedience to that, as they're going to the priest to confirm the fact that they'd be healed, the scripture says that they were being healed as they were going, right? There's one leper that comes back, and then God says, essentially, Jesus says, you're going to receive the whole nine yards. Because the one leper I would put before you actually was paying attention to the message and the miracle. All ten get healed. Only one pays attention to what's being communicated, and that's that Jesus is the Messiah. And he comes back and he worships Jesus, the Scripture says. Don't miss the message and the miracle. Claire mentioned that I've had the privilege of, of seeing God heal people by praying at times, where that really originated in my life, I think, was before I was 16 years old, I was not serving God, I had a dislocated finger, I was heartbroken around some stuff that was going on in my life that this dislocated finger was going to really jam up my plans. My older brother, who was a Christ follower, prayed for me, and I was miraculously healed. And in the midst of being healed, and I didn't give my life to Christ... I wasn't like that 10th leper. I was one of the nine that left. But what I did hear is that God could do anything. God could absolutely heal anybody. And I have, since that moment, because that was the message in the miracle for me, I received a miracle, but I have never forgotten that there is always an opportunity to turn something around. And even now, God... In this room, there are people that need a miracle in their body. There are some of us that have family members that have diseases that only you can turn around. There are people that are struggling with this COVID outbreak, and God, we know that you can turn it around. We know that beyond even vaccines or wearing masks and proper distancing, that, God, you can turn anything around. You are able. So we pray, God, for the miraculous to be released on the earth. Let the miraculous be released in this room, God. And we will receive the message of it.
We are paying attention to you, God. God speaks through heartburn. That doesn't mean if you eat bad pizza, God speaks. That means in the scripture that there's the two guys with Jesus. They're walking to the road of Emmaus, and they say, weren't our hearts burning while Jesus was talking to us about the scripture on the way? If you've ever had God speak to you in heartburn, you know your heart just burns. Maybe today in worship, or when we took communion, or maybe you've had another moment where you've been by yourself. Shortly after our son Paul died, I remember being in my office at home, and I was reading scripture, and I was worshiping God by myself in the office, and my heart just began to burn My heart began to be healed and restored, and pain was being lifted, and I just began to weep. Maybe you've had those kinds of manifestations where you just suddenly were overwhelmed with emotion, and it felt refreshing, and it felt like your heart was burning, and you didn't even understand what it was about. Possibly, maybe even more than possibly, it could be the Holy Spirit cleansing you, healing you, strengthening you. Your heart might be burning for that. And the last thing I wanted to mention is God speaks through obedience. Scientists tell us that the universe continues to expand, that the cosmos continues to expand. That was from a spoken word by God. Let there be, and it was, and it is still being, and growing, and increasing. The echo of God's voice through the ages, the reason that the church will never be overcome by the enemy is because of the activity of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Transgenerationally, God will continue to do the miraculous. He just invites us all to participate in it. And it's through your obedience and mine is one of the ways that the Holy Spirit does that. Know this, that you and your obedience may be the answer or manifestation to something that God has been hoping would happen for a long time. I'll leave you with this story. One of the things that we haven't talked a lot about over the years around here is one of the most powerful manifestations of this principle Charles and Jill were out. They moved from the Detroit area, moved out here, and for years, they were praying. And they were praying for a church that they could be a part of. And they prayed for years, literally. I figured that Claire and I were about 14 years old when they began to pray. And they were going to church, but they really had something that they believed God had for them. Claire and I weren't Christians when they started praying. Claire and I weren't hanging out with each other when they started. As a matter of fact, we were kind of going in two different directions when they started praying. And for 14 years, they prayed. And then one day, out of a series of just simply Claire and I give our life to Christ not knowing at all that there's these people on the other side of the state praying and praying and praying for something very specific. Claire and I 
We give our lives to Christ. We get married. We're just trying to follow God. We're trying to listen to the Holy Spirit and be obedient to what the Holy Spirit says. And one day, I'll never forget those early days, our pastor actually told us, Claire and I, we had, we had these small meetings, and we would meet with our pastor from the Detroit area, Claire and I, and then maybe another couple or two, and um, we would just have these conversations. And our pastor told us, he said, Charles and Jill will not stay here. He wasn't saying it because it was a prophetic word. He just said, I think they're just going to go. They had a heart to leave and go to South Carolina. But something occurred because they realized, we laugh about it, but it's really, we laugh in the goodness of it. Their prayers were being heard by God out of the obedience of their prayers and the obedience of our lives, there was this collision, this supernatural collision, and this church started because of those kinds of things. Your obedience, your listening to the Holy Spirit may be the key that unlocks something that will blow your mind. God will change the world according to God's plan, and He uses people. He allows us to participate in this divine plan. Charles and Jill told us, they said, we were on our way to South Carolina And then you guys really messed it up and you showed up. But they knew what they were praying for and they knew it was beginning to happen. And all we knew was we were just trying to listen to what God was asking. So how about all of us today? As we take a moment, I just want to just take a moment to be silent before God. Last week we ended, and I want to end it right here as we're just quiet before God and just simply say this in your heart and go into this silence trusting that God may reveal something even in this moment to us. And it's simply this. Speak, Lord. Your child is listening. to invite you to stand we felt it was really important to talk about the Holy Spirit leading up to an election my friends so there's that we felt like it was really important listening about the leading of the Holy Spirit and I'm going to put this up on Facebook a little later it's a and um, we'll send it in our newsletter but it's really a promise and a pledge that a person who is committed to the life and the teachings of Jesus that we make a pledge to all people regardless of our political beliefs and whether or not we are in agreement or disagreement and regardless of who wins the election. When we come together next week, it'll be a different kind of day. With respect to my words and my actions, whether in person or through social media, I pledge and commit myself both before and after the election to listen and be led by the Holy Spirit. I'm pledging that. For those who are led by the Spirit of God or the children of God, I commit and I pledge to love others as Jesus loved them. 
I commit and I pledge to treat others as I would want them to treat me. I commit and I pledge to love my enemies, to do good to those who hate me and bless those who curse me and pray for those who abuse me. I commit and pledge to proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ. I commit and I pledge to strive for justice and peace among all people and to respect the dignity of every human being. I commit and I pledge to do what God requires. And would you read this with me, friends? What does the Lord require of you but to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God? This I pledge in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We're going to make that available for some of you to have and to hold. And from this day forward, if you feel that that's what God's calling you to do. But Jeff and I, you know, we we went through these prayers before service today. And we just feel like this is the heart of God. Yes, it is. Right? And and about what you're about to read, Jeff, what's happening in your heart around that? Well, um, last night uh, I was praying and I said, Lord, give me peace because of the, all the turmoil that's happening in the world and in, in the United States about this election that's coming up, my whole thing is to do the will of God regardless mm-hmm. of what the circumstances is out there in the world. Mm-hmm. That's my whole, that's my life, that's my heart. And if I can go and lay hands on somebody, they get their hearts changed because God healed them and they come to the Lord as a result of it, that's what I would do. Whatever it takes to get the people's minds back on God, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, and even with this prayer, you know, only pray the words that you feel led to pray. Nobody, this is no coercion. But these are the prayers that we as, um, as leaders have been praying through all the way through. And so as we go out today, if you feel like saying them with us, let the Holy Spirit lead and guide you. Almighty God, to whom we must account for all our powers and privileges, guide the people of the United States in in the election of our president, officials, and representatives, that by faithful administration and wise laws and rights of all may be protected and our nation being enabled to fulfill the purposes through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Oh God, you have bound us together in common life. Yes. Help us in the midst of our struggles for justice and truth to confront one another without hatred or bitterness and to work together with mutual forbearance and respect through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Grant, old God, that your holy and life-giving spirit may so move every human heart and especially the hearts Mm -hmm. of the people of this land that that barriers which divide us may crumble. Mm -hmm. Suspicions disappear and hatreds cease. That our divisions being healed, Mm -hmm. we may live in justice and peace through the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now, all of us is going to pray this part, right? Yes. Okay. And we're praying for Donald, Melania, Melania and, the 
and the Trump family that you would bless and enfold them in your love. Give them all the good things we want in our own lives and the lives of those we love. For Joe, Jill, and the Biden family, that you would bless and enfold them in your love. Give them all the good things we want in our own lives and the lives of those we love. Lord, in your mercy, we hear our prayers. For those with whom we disagree and are in conflict, with whom we struggle to understand and be in relationship, and from whom we all divide, that you would bless them, O Lord, and give them all the good things we want in our own lives, in the lives of those we love. For God alone, my soul in silence waits. From him comes my salvation. God alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold, so that I shall not be greatly shaken. And God is my safety and my honor. God is my strong rock and my refuge. And here I'm just going to say this. Like God wants us to put our trust in him. It's no other way to do it. We can't trust in horses or chariots. We can trust in the word of the Lord because God keeps his promises. He keeps his promises. He's never lied, never can. He couldn't lie. If he lied, the whole universe would come out of existence <laughs> because he spoke it with his words and his words are true. And anything that he said that you can have, you can have. Anybody feel any pain right now? Right now, pain. Any pain going on in your body right now? If you are, raise your hand. Okay, you got some right there. Okay. Anybody else? Right here. Okay. Anybody else? Up in the in the, in the perch. Okay, that's three people. Anybody else? Come on now. God's going to do something right now. And people at home too. People at home too. If you got any pain going on, God is going to show you who he is and what he's all about and that he keeps his promises. Okay, everybody got their hands up right now? The ones that's got pain going on? Okay. We're going to pray this prayer right quick. It's not going to take long. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, those who are experiencing pain right now in Jesus' name, pain, leave right now in Jesus' name. Now, what you had your pain doing, just do what you couldn't do. If, if it was in your back, move your back around, do what you need to do. Move your finger, yeah, move your fingers, whatever it is that was having pain, deal with that. Do, do something what you couldn't do. Let the devil know that you have victory in Christ. Amen. 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 <laughs> the Lord bless you and keep you. God's favor upon Just look at him, tell him. The Lord bless you and keep you. 
with a, a amen. 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 And as you're walking out, come on. May God's favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and your children and your children and your coming before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you God is glory God is glory You're coming and you're going and you're weeping and rejoicing. God is for you. 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 Yeah. Join us on, uh, on prayer, on Facebook. Every night at 5, we'll be praying for this election this week. And then whatever it means on November 4th, we're going to be praying that too. Amen? Amen. We love you guys. All around you, all around you, God is for you. In the morning, in the evening, in your coming. somebody Jesus loves them this week, all right? Go find five people. Tell five people Jesus loves them. (laughs) At least five.